Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Happy homemakers and maybe not so happy. It's Monday. Happy (laughs) homemakers and the rest of you. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Red lips, no jumpers, two best friends, 2,000 miles away, two microphones, lots of opinions and lessons learned, all of that. (laughs) Everything that you can think of to put under that header. Well, maybe not everything. Uh, We are here and we're doing this again. And we're very pleased to be with you again. We know you are folding laundry and tending to little ones, taking care of elderly parents driving to and from your commute just doing what it takes yep sometimes uh, that's all you can do sometimes that's all you can do yep but the idea on this show is that it's not just all you can do that what we do really matters from the mundane to the elevated and we're very happy to be here with you while you're doing it yep love that green ceiling thank you (laughs) i had to redirect my my camera today to accommodate for a space heater because you know the bedroom budget kind of ran out before we got the mini split installed so it's pretty cold in our basement right now it's um is a mini split like one of those mitsubishi things that goes on the wall or something yeah so there i couldn't i'm sure you saw them in paris they were Everywhere in Italy. Every house has Well, they're very popular here in Door County because it's all like log cabins, homes like ours that don't have any duct work, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But they've about tripled in price since we started this project. So we should have nabbed one at the beginning. But here we are. That's okay. Oh, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. And patience is a virtue. more than they were? (laughs) So... Anyway, I have my Speaking little of not space cheap, I did here. get my iron. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you love it? I well, it's it's not even unboxed. I was like oh, trying to rip on. the box open before we, should, we started. I didn't have time. We should do a live unboxing and like a live ironing session together. That's what we should do for our fangirl call at the end of the okay. season. We should all oh, just iron a- together. <laughs> No, let's do Grab it. Grab your iron. Everybody can share. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. You know what I don't have? I don't have an ironing board. Where do you Isn't iron? Isn't that weird on the dining yeah. room table? Yeah. I mean, I it's way easier with an ironing board. Just put a quilt down. I just don't like that, yeah. that sound that they always make. Yeah. Yeah. Just get, get, just get one. If you guys miss what we're talking about, we talked about the, Ro- the Rowenta iron that I got, and it is connected by a cord to a water tank that it sits on, and it's changing my laundry life. I love it so much. Even Stuart. Stuart loves it. So it's yeah. pretty fun. I um, I was just thinking about Christmas napkins, all the linens that I use. Yeah. I mean, I love to use linens, but at this time of the year, I go a little bonkers. Yeah. Oh, it and makes I it so thought, much nicer. Yeah. And I have these beautiful new silk pajamas in like this taupe 
meets charcoal color. They're so gorgeous. Covered buttons. And I washed mm-hmm. them and they got all super wrinkly. I'm like, well, that is not sexy. Mm-hmm. Guess I better buy that iron. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just ironed this beautiful wool sweater. I mean, it's just, it's so great. And can you, I haven't even like seen it. Can you actually see the settings? Yeah. Because my iron right now, I'm like, I yeah. can't read this. Yeah. So no, the you handle's can. in the way. How am I supposed to read it if the handle is in the way? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, no, this yeah. one, the dial's there too, but it's not hard to read. I don't know, but I don't have old lady eyes yet. I was like, yeah, that's great, Shay. Thanks. Um, did I tell you that I left my glasses in France? No. <laughs> okay. So I have this pair of glasses and I get them from that. What's that cheapy website where you get glasses? Don't know. Starts with a Z, Zuba, something. I don't know. It's really, really cheap. So you just take your prescription and you plug it in and- you can try on all these glasses and it's great. And you can get them custom printed. So maybe some of our listeners have seen them on YouTube. They say joie de vivre on the mm. arm. And they're just cheetahs, black cheetahs. And I love them. Well, at Giverny, I was all like totally clumped and crying. Even before we went in the house, I was just so emotional about being there. And it was really not a crowded day at all. So we got just great pictures on the steps before we went in the house. And I took my glasses off and put them in one of Monet's blue and white Chinese urns in front of the house. And so if you're in France this week, (laughs) if you would just rummage through one of those urns and get my glasses, because I bet they're still there hiding under the foliage. Oh, my word. I'm so mad. I loved my glasses. Well, you could probably order them them again. I can, but I'm just like, I guess if I was going to donate them to anybody, it would be, oh, I left my glasses at Giverny. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Way to flip it for, for a positive. Sure, sure, that's me. <laughs> Always looking on the bright side. That's me. Oh, so what's new in your world this week? Um, well, I I don't know. It's just that ever the never-ending quest to D Hillbilly the property. Sure. God forbid they get done um during the summer while I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But now we're just doing it so the snow doesn't land on it. Mhm. So we're almost there. But then we had really, really bad winds and it like blew the tarp off the hoop house, knocked over the other little outbuildings. They're all laying askew and yeah. Makes you, makes you feel real good about the state of things. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> want to get the Christmas lights. I want to like decorate outside and get yeah. Christmas lights up while it's nice out. It's going to, I think it's going to bite the dust on Friday. Yeah. I think this, this delusional like it's like 40s, 56. The other day it was 60. I think that's going to come to a close. It's going to come. Yep. It mm-hmm. does. It does. It shifts quickly. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about what's the theme again? Taking care of business. <laughs> we're going to be talking about taking care of business when it comes to the holidays because regardless of sort of how you celebrate, there is just a lot going on. In the next couple of weeks, there's lots of different holidays, lots of different events, lots of different social situations, lots of hospitality, Mm -hmm. lots of cooking. So we're going to be talking about taking care of business when it comes to that, what that looks like in our home, what it looks like in our kitchen, 
what it looks like for our families, all that kind of stuff. So I think what you're getting at, like even just with just like wanting to put the lights up, like that's all a part of creating the space and, and setting the stage for what's coming next. You know? Yes. Just um, a huge part. Pro, pro homemaker move. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. We had the horrible time change yesterday, right? Which I don't mind in the mornings because then I wake up even earlier and feel mm -hmm. like a rock star. But, you know... At about noon, I start to panic. It's going to be dark in two hours. You know, start yeah. freaking out. So I actually, a few weeks ago, ordered all the extra light bulbs for the burned out lights in the house. Mm -hmm. So excited. They're yeah. all installed. So yeah. I'm actually even thinking about getting timers just so everything just starts flipping on at two in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And we stay a little bit happier. I know it's not like sunlight. There's no UV aspect or whatever. But anything just to like keep that dungeness, the yep. ceiling is coming down on us feeling. Yep. And um, so, I mean, yep. I know on the show we talk a lot about like not things not being about purchasing the next thing. But I did buy all new light bulbs. <laughs> and every year at Costco, those dumb wax candles, the battery operated ones. Yeah. They beckon me. They're like <laughs> sirens from the holiday aisle, Ooh, luring me to them. And they're so expensive. And they're forever getting knocked off and like big chunks coming out. And then my kids take them apart and use them for Lego villages. And it's just a disaster. So um, I ordered pillars like or um, tapers for mm -hmm. every window, like with a real flicker flame. Mm -hmm. And it's just starting to look really, really bloody cozy around here so mm -hmm. and all preemptive like all before the depression sets in so imagine I'm very that. proud of i'm imagine very that. proud of myself i gotta say like uh, yeah i have a love-hate relationship even with the word cozy because i'm like i get it i love being cozy i love what comes this season and i'm really trying to not fight it but i remember saying to you many times over the last years like you can only have so much cozy like at some point you want to put on your high heels and like do something not cozy. You know what I, you know what I mean? Your Spanx. Yeah. I like, need to be uncomfortable. I need, I need something. Okay. I need something right. other than cozy. But we're not there yet. That usually comes like in January, you know, after I've taken down my Christmas stuff. And now you're like, okay, and now what? Now we just have 75 days of this like neutral ground. But we're mm -hmm. not there yet. Right now we have this little chunk of like, what, 45 days until the end of the year? How long, yes. how much longer do we have? Something like that. 50 so, days, something? Amelie, yesterday, the other day, she's like, is it too soon? Oh my gosh, have you seen the meme of Mariah Carey in an ice cube? Yeah. <laughs> dead. Frigging dead. Like, <laughs> she's coming. So Amelie's like, is it too soon? Because like, if you really think about it, it's a very small window of time to listen to Harry Kahn at Christmas and Elvis and Charlie Brown and all of yeah. our, those are our three favorites. Yeah. Um, speaking of third row, Harry Connick. What about him? I'm going to see Harry Connick Jr. Oh, I thought it was like, who are we talking about? What's no, going I'm on? Okay. Is he coming so... to Chicago or something? No, he's coming to Milwaukee. Okay. Like, uh, I discovered Harry Connick. 
this hurts, 30 years ago in the school, <laughs> in the library after school one day. Um, I pulled up. It was like his second album. His first album was just instrumental. It was his second album, Georgia on my mind. Do you know what it means to Miss New Orleans? I'm just like, who is this guy? Yeah. I love him. I've just yeah. loved him since I was 17. And I've always said, I want to see him in concert, especially a Christmas concert. And that's what this is. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Third row. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. It's pretty good to be Angela right now. You got flickering candles. Man, all I'm, your light no, I'm, like, I'm doing all the tickets. things. Like, come I'm on. Just I, I'm just checking stuff off my list. Let's go. Jeez, I don't want to be sad. I want light bulbs. I want to hear music. Uh -huh. I'm going to Harry. Like, mm -hmm. let's let's do this. Mm -hmm. But I think that's you know I we talk all the time about taking things to heart on this show that we talk you know I'm implementing what we talk about. So we've talked about organizing the office. We've talked about getting our act together. Like we yep. we talk about a lot of really meaty things. And when you actually take action, then all of a sudden you have a little bit more bandwidth. Yep. Or you have a little bit more energy. Or you're like, oh, I could find the time to go see someone in concert like I I could order new light bulbs and not like have a panic attack over how many light bulbs do we need you know like oh, yeah you just you have the mental space so oh we had my parents over for dinner last night today's my mom's birthday happy birthday, oh, happy birthday mom. mom so we had them over for supper last night as just a little birthday thing and we were talking over dinner and I just said they, we brought them downstairs and like showed them the laundry room. And I just said, mom, I have a washing machine that like doesn't eat the clothes. It actually works. It drains like it's supposed to. And then they go mm -hmm. into this, like we talked about last week, then they go into this dryer that like actually dries them and does a good job and you don't have to run it six times. And then they get done and I have this iron that I can use to, to iron them really easy, very swiftly, saves me a lot of time. And then I also have a closet to put my clothes in. And it just feels so great for the first time in my adult life, ladies, the first time in actually in my life, I have a drawer for my socks to go in where the socks are matched up and like folded so that when you go to get a sock, socks, you pull mm -hmm. out a pair of matching socks. So you're not like me right now, like you got workout socks on, I got one teal and one gray. Yeah. I mean, like I, I have matched socks in the drawer yeah. and I just said, it's a really small thing. You don't need, this is not like a fancy house thing. This isn't like a lot of money thing. It's just the way mm -hmm. that our life has been. It's led us to this moment right now. And this is so exciting for me to not be in that hot mess place right now. Mm -hmm. I've, I've spent a lot of years there. I don't know if anyone remembers when this podcast first started, but there was a window. Remember the window behind me? I think and it was it like sat outside. Window. Yeah. It oh, sat, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the one Popped leaning up against, up against. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. And then after that, it was a door. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. the washing machine was just draining into the base. I mean, it's like, it just feels so great to not. Do you remember be when your anymore. appliances, excuse me, I got hot, hot peas on my microphone. Uh, when your appliances were in your kitchen? Yeah, my washer dryer used to be in my kitchen. And the baby chicks? Yep. I remember. Yep. <laughs> you guys, I'm not kidding. Like, Starting a farm for us has and like transforming this little what used to be just like a piece of crap orchard, God, like mm -hmm. it was inhabitable. Transforming that to what we have now has taken so much energy and so much time. It's, it's I couldn't do it again. I genuinely don't think I 
could muster the energy to do it again. And so it might seem silly to like appreciate like a dryer that vents outside instead of like into your bedroom or you know just all Ew. these things when it feels damp so towel nice. smell blowing into your bedroom. We already have that oh. problem because my my new dryer vents right outside over the like the front door. So if you have like damp towels or milking rags or whatever, that still yeah. kind of have a milky smell. tinge. Yeah. They, th- it wafts into my kitchen. Like, wait, yep. whose idea was this? Yep. No, it's yeah. it's just true though. But like like you say, I, I'm I am pulling what we talk about. This is like it's like for me, it's like a 90 minute little like power session. Right. Every every start of the week where I'm like, hey, stay the course. Hey, do mm-hmm. the work. You know, and and we've implemented that in so many ways in our home and seen the fruit of that. Um, so I think we talked a couple weeks ago even about how I've broken up cleaning my house. So I just will clean a room on a certain day, right? So like Thursday is kitchen day. Wednesday is Mm -hmm. like dining room and office day, like these sorts of things. There's a bill paying day. All the kids have a laundry basket and they have a laundry day. And like so long as you follow the routine and you just do what you're supposed to do every day, Mm -hmm. it all gets done. Like there's no major disasters with laundry or with cleaning or with grocery shopping or with work. You've eliminated so many fires. Yeah. That then you have it to doesn't, put out. It doesn't mean that everything's perfect, but I, that's okay. So that's what I've felt. I have felt, and it's like, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this really. Could everyone just get on board in the house? Because this is feeling really good, right? Yeah. But, you know, we are responsible for ourselves. So I have felt like less fires to put out. Right. Less oh my gosh, what's for dinner? Less, oh my gosh, the kitchen is such a mess. Mm -hmm. Just less of that. And it doesn't mean that real life doesn't happen in the meantime. But just this like less knee jerk or Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, it like we've talked about recently, it's much easier to do a whole lot of little instead of one day of big. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to keep things from piling up than it is to deal with them when they've piled up. It just mm-hmm. is. It's hard in the moment. And that's what I, I kind of have been adjusting to. I told Stu, you'd think, you'd think when you saw the fruit of it, it would be easier. The discipline would be easier, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not. Every day I have to be like, you are going to do this. You are going to do this. You are going to do this, whether you want to or not. You think it would just self-propel. And I guess in a way it does. Mm-hmm. But... What I'm surprised at is all those little steps we talk about implementing in our homes, every time you have to like actually make the decision to do it. You have to like put your mind aside that your mind that's like, I want to go take a bath right now. And you're like, okay, but you haven't done this today. You haven't taken care of this. So take 45 extra minutes, make sure all that's accounted for before you go and do that. And Mm -hmm. it takes discipline. It takes, it takes taking care of business. And just submitting to what that means for your home. Mm. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens. And you can too. 
by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co. Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Alaska Gold Seafood. This is the seafood that Angela and I have been stocking our freezers with for years because it is so incredibly delicious. They catch it in the waters of Alaska and deliver it right to your doorstep. This is a fisherman-owned cooperative that focuses on quality and service. They offer customers hook and line caught wild salmon, halibut, black cod, rockfish, and more. They are a pillar of the community in Sitka, Alaska. Alaska Gold offers small boats, independent fishermen with co-op values. Visit alaskagoldbrand.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSEAFOOD for 10% off your first order. Hence, and it doesn't always have to be like, um, it's not all drudgery. I mean, that's what I no. would want to tell people. Like, you know, whether I, I use music a lot to keep it from getting horrible. Mm-hmm. 
loud music. Yep. Um, but it, the payoff is substantial. Yep. The payoff is substantial. But, it, but the work doesn't get less. So it's all like, like without sounding cheesy, it's very much like a mindset thing. It's It's not like you're eliminating work. The house never gets easier to run. Right. Running right. a house properly and and doing it's a big deal. And mm-hmm. there's so many things that are in addition to that. You know, there's meal making and and raising children, interacting with children, having the yep. bandwidth to interact with children. The other day it was about 10:30 and I, I just I said to Joel, if I have to make one more decision, this is not a good sign. It's only 1030 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you know what it was? It was, can I have a piece of candy? I knew. I, I was just going to say it was candy. It's the Halloween, it was candy. Halloween candy. I mean, is it gone yet? Halloween can candy it, can just go straight to hell. To hell. <laughs> yeah. Can it just be gone? I hate it. I don't email me about like the traded in that doesn't work at my level of kid. It worked when they were like four. And you're like, how about you give me your candy and I'll give you some organic for roll-ups. And they're like, yay. (laughs) That doesn't work when they're this age. They're on to you, mom. They're on to you. Oh my goodness. Organic fruit (laughs) roll-ups. Ew. (laughs) The other day, my kids did like a, they have some good in the beautiful curriculum. And there was like a something they needed to do. They're like, "What's fruit leather?" (laughs) (laughs) You don't need fruit leather to understand the layers of the earth. We can do this without fruit leather. I am not going to the pig to buy fruit leather. Oh man! Well, this season we are taking care of business, and right now we need to take care of the business of thanking our season thirteen sponsor, which is House of Tokumen, ladies. This would be a great link for you to very subtly send your husband for Christmas right. and be like, you know what I would like, husband? I would like an heirloom rug for our home. Let me tell you something. Do you remember that lady, Ira? She's like the New York woman. She wears the huge broad glasses and she's like 95. Oh, yeah. Okay. If yeah, her name's yeah, Ira. Yeah, for sure. Is it Ira? I know. Oh. Anyway, I thought about Annabelle from House of Tokumen because... This Ira, is it Ira? I'm just going to call her Ira. I'm, gonna, I'm Googling it. Okay. I'm going to be Jamie right now. I'm going to Google it. She just launched <sighs> a line of rugs with Ruggable. And these like mm, designs that she had. And it was very unfortunate to me. It was very mm-hmm. unfortunate to me because I feel about those rugs like I feel about like we talked about the sports bras. And they're like, this sports bra is made with 98% recycled ocean plastic. And you're like, do I want to wear plastic? On my boobs? I don't think that I really do. Do I want plastic rugs off-gassing that are going to last for six months? Actually, I bought a rug- ruggable rug before I knew about House of Tokumen. Mm-hmm. This was like mm-hmm. six years ago. It lasted for about three months, and then I had to throw it away. Don't be deceived, you guys. These these are disposable rugs, and it's way better to save that money until you can get a House of Tokumen rug, which are rugs made entirely of wool by master weavers all around the world visit and by homemakers like some of that's them true are made they're made by these women who like they like we have to carve out the extra time to buy the light bulbs or to go the extra mile to actually really detail the kitchen at night that's what these women did to make this rugs many times this was like their mm-hmm. side okay i did all my responsibilities and now i gotta go make a rug to keep my family safe and yeah. warm 
Yeah. And cover them up at night. And yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. They're incredible women. And Annabelle, Annabelle is there to help you, to guide you to a rug that fits your budget, that fits your aesthetic. She's so great at responding to DMs on Instagram. So you can literally send her a picture of your space and be like, what do you think? What size would work? And she will find a way to do it. She also has great smaller rugs that she teaches you how to layer together. So if like a big mm -hmm. room size rug is out of your budget, she has really great size options available so that you can find some to layer and fit your space. I actually yeah, have layered rugs. She calls them scatter rugs. So here, if you yeah. guys are watching on the video, see how I, no, you can't see it. I have two yeah, layered over here. Yep. They're super I have, pretty. I think you can see three there. Yep. Okay, there you go. On top of each other here. Yep. So you can visit them, hotrugs.net. That's H-O-T, like House of Tokumen, rugs.net, or on Instagram, House of Tokumen. You can find them on there, and you can use the code HOMEMAKER. Is that right? For 25. HOMEMAKER25. HOMEMAKER25. For 25% mm -hmm. off one of these heirloom rugs. So a giant thank you to Annabelle and to House of Tokumen for sponsoring the season of Homemaker Chic Podcast. She has been so supportive of our podcast and the 25% discount is just, that's an extraordinary gift to give to people. So. Yes. Yep. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. And if she's got some really big ones, so if you are like designing a room or working on building a house and you'd like to secure one for a large space and you can actually mm -hmm. put a deposit on it and that's make payments, true. which is really, really great. Yep. So much better than buying disposable stuff. I know we've talked about this every episode, you guys, but I'm so I'm so over all of it. I I I just won't bring it in. I'm just yeah. I'm in this like economical mindset. This like buy less, make it work, use what you've got. And I don't know if it's just like the economy right now. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just like where I'm at mentally with my homemaking. Or even with mm -hmm. you know we're gonna go into let's go into the home today. Let's go mm -hmm. into taking care of business for the holidays. Even this, I'm like, I could go buy a big, fancy, gorgeous, poofy, amazing wreath for my door. What I'll probably do is go like ransack my dead flowers for some dried seed pods and stuff and make a little homemade version. You know, it's just, it's just mentally where I'm at right now. And I find, I'm finding a lot of pleasure in making do with what we have and making the most of it and appreciating mm -hmm. it. Yes. And I think like when you're, you know, we've done lots of shows and seasons on this whole better, not more, but I am not like a don't buy anything person because that is not my style. I like mm -hmm. to buy things. Mm -hmm. I like new things. Even when I had no money, I liked to save for something. Mm -hmm. But when you are very judicious about your selections, so I'm going to make my own wreath. I'm going to, my friend has a wreath maker. I'm going to mm -hmm. go pillage my forest. I made garland. I don't know. Did you see my garland mm -hmm. the other day? It was so beautiful. But like when you play your cards right in some areas, then you, then you're patient. You bide your time. Then you get the iron. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, okay, now is my move. Now is my house of Tokamon move. Mm -hmm. I've, I've made really good choices. I haven't like wasted money on just random target runs full of crap. See, and that's, now I get to play my House of Tokumen card. Yeah. So that's it's the not, difference. For me, it's my it's not don't buy anything because even I know no matter how broke you are, you're gonna spend something. So maybe your purchases are more are fewer and far far between depending on your budget. But mm -hmm. but don't 
don't do something that's going to end up on the tag sale next spring. Well, that's the thing. I love to buy new stuff. And I have I actually have no problem dropping big amounts on the things that I know will sort of carry on. Um but it's the it's like this just disposable, the disposableness of things mm-hmm. really weighs on me. Right? So like if you walk into Target, that whole first display with all the seasonal stuff where you always see the people shopping. It's like they're just mm-hmm. moths to a flame. And Target's good at it, man. They know what you want. You know, they put out the little velvet pumpkins and the little bundles of wheat. And you're like, I think I do need that. <laughs> that will make me feel better today. <laughs> it won't yeah. make you feel as good as like being caught up on your laundry wood or like just ironing your tablecloth or like these other small things that don't that won't cost you anything. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. having a clean kitchen is better than having a kitchen that's really messy and nasty but decorated for fall, in my opinion, for my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yep, I I would agree. Yeah, there's something about like the, what we talked last week about like the dopamine or endorphin. There's yep. something about that hit of like going into Hobby Lobby or Target or TJ Maxx and seeing the display and you're like, ooh. That would make me feel better. Yeah. That would make me feel better about my space or about my home or what I have to mm-hmm. do there. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yes. Sometimes, I like yes. a batch of napkins for the Thanksgiving meal. Yep. You know? I was just going to say um, like towels, like hand towels. Mm-hmm. I really, really find a lot of pleasure in clean, non-stained hand But like this year, <laughs> so I've had my cloth napkins for the holidays for three years. And we use them all year because I like plaids and... Mm-hmm. Okay, that $18 has yep, like paid its dues. I've used them so many times out of the last 36 months and now I get to go get a new batch. There you go. Of cloth napkins. There you go. And okay. they're not going to go in the heap. They're going to go for fern rags for the cows. Mhm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they they live on in a different way. Mhm. Mhm. I have a really hard time throwing away fabric. I always think of like oh. Ma Ingalls or somebody making a rag rug. Like how flippant, how past generations would look at us like, you're throwing away fabric? Yeah. It makes me feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I have a whole bin of just fabric, old curtains, cut pieces, remnants of this and that up in the barn. I just can't, I can't bring myself to get rid of any. And what always surprises me is how I always go to draw from it, you know? So, yeah, like I have an old, I had a tablecloth that had a bunch of wax spilled on it and I had done all the wax removal things and it did not work. And mm-hmm. so I just kept it. I was like, well, I'll, I'll got to find something. And so actually, if I turn you, look at these little curtains I made. I saw those the other day while we were on the phone. They're so yeah. darling. And I just had what I needed because I just, you know, just saved it. So let's talk about. Let's talk about taking care of business in the home for the holiday season because Mm -hmm. we've talked about before a lot how easy it is for the homemaker to play the martyr. And there is no deeper time for the homemaker to do this than at the holidays. Wow. Because coming and swinging. The demands of this time are on the homemaker are high. So, 
even if you have kids that normally go away to school, mm-hmm. they have the week of Thanksgiving off, right? You've got your big Christmas break. You might be have a winter break in there somewhere. There's all just a lot more coming in and coming out of the home. So how mm-hmm. do we as homemakers take care of business in a way that we don't steamroll our family and our relationships and ourselves and our health and our rest and like how do we keep our homes vibrant and safe and welcoming and cozy and thriving gosh i mean i i think oh my nose is itching so bad excuse me i think um you know, we joke about like being surprised, you know, you're, you have to say you have the husband who always forgets the anniversary or the birthday or something. I don't, but uh, the joke, it would be, you know, it comes every year. It's not a shock. Yeah. Okay. So we know this is coming. We're, we are three weeks out from Thanksgiving at this point, give or take. And how about some careful planning? How about a calendar? And actually, what does this look like? Like down to... What day am I baking Christmas cookies? Okay, the dough needs to sit in the fridge overnight. So I will do that, and then it'll sit in the fridge, and then the kids and I can decorate cookies the next day. I mean, really just seeing what it looks like on paper. I'm really yep. visual, so that does help me. And then I know, okay, well, there's too much. That is – I can see right there. That is too much. What needs to go? Do you have, like, for- a limit – for how many things like away from the home or how many sort of like extra things you allow in in any given week? Uh, so like piano recital, let's say. You have a piano recital uh-huh. or you have an open house somewhere or uh-huh. you have an office holiday party or you have your mom coming to visit or whatever. Like mm-hmm. do you have an, a number in your mind that you try to work um, I don't. I just uh, at this point, I know what I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it if it's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'm too old for that. Like yeah. I'm maybe during the holidays, one thing out, one thing in, but like mm-hmm. not more than that. Mm-hmm. I just and it actually I have I need to this is a whole other conversation, but I have to find a way to get a handle on like the growing schedule because it's not just the grown-ups yeah. anymore they've got people coming what is is georgia coming and going she have friends outside of the house so she's going over or is that more like a sunday afternoon thing for her at this point what? yeah i mean normally well we live so far out of town that it's like you got to plan for this stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. so and because everybody we know homeschools so yeah. everybody's too has a pretty full week Mm -hmm. schedule so if we do something like that it's usually sunday afternoons or saturdays you know sometime on the weekend yeah but yeah so like we're we're in this like it's 2 30 like can i go to so-and-so's house they'll bring me back oh yeah i'm like so i'm i've noticed like that stresses me out just them just just them coming and going it has no effect on me yeah like i'm not doing there's no effort on my part yeah um so Still that stressful. will be f- that will be factored into my uh yeah looking at the calendar and yeah yeah like yep the other thing I think of is because this is a time for of course my mind like goes directly to food what are you going to feed the people mm-hmm. right. um this is a great time like this week to print off recipes whatever you're responsible for for the holidays mm-hmm. if you're going to an office party and you want to make that really incredible dip or whatever. 
print them off because when you go to the internet and you're trying to find them, and, oh, where was this thing? Um, yeah. Or better yet, join the cooking community and then you'll just have the cards in your kitchen. But still. For sure. Gather up your recipes, have them in one place, stapled together so that you just have them at the ready. And that'll be very helpful. And you know what else I do is I do the same thing, but with sort of fast meals. And I just mm -hmm. have a stack of recipes stapled together in my kitchen where I'm like, here's six things that you could make very quickly. Because this does tend to be the type of year, time of year where you got to set an extra place. So-and-so is going to swing by, mm -hmm. you know, there's just sort of this social part of this year. And right. so I don't go under the bus and I don't, I don't feel the uh, martyry edge that I can feel if I'm not careful, if I don't guard my heart against that. It helps me to, be, to feel prepared to be like, you stock all this stuff in your pantry and you could have this on the table in 20 minutes. Right. And you have what you need. Right. Um, when I print my recipes, so then I'll go through, because there's stuff that I keep just in inventory all the time, and then I just take like a highlighter and highlight what needs to get added to the grocery list. There you go. Just have it. Have it on hands. Mm -hmm. It was funny. I got, you know, COVID, and I'm still not 100%. But yesterday, I... It's kind of a long story, but I found this cheese that I'd been looking for. And I found a place in New York that would ship it to me. So I ordered this cheese and, of course, like threw in a little extra this and a little extra that because I knew I'm like having cheese at the holidays. Like, right. That's what, you know, throw together a cheese platter when when somebody comes by or when you need to throw out an appetizer or whatever. And so I told Stu, I said, hey, I, I found this cheese and I bought this cheese. And he's like, oh, she's back. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah. when, the cheese, when the cheese orders start go, coming in, That's she's starting funny. to feel a lot better. That's great. <laughs> but, um, I mean, in regards to the kitchen, this is a time, mm -hmm. if you have it in your budget, to order just a little bit of extra of those things. So I try to keep, like, salamis on hand, cheeses on hand, nuts, dried fruit, like stuff that you could just, good olives, you know, stuff that you could just get onto a platter, dress up with beautiful sprigs of rosemary from the garden or dried flowers or, you know, just things that you can, that give you that bountiful feel to your kitchen I did table. that. I, when I went to see my grandma for her birthday, I did that. In Milwaukee, I stopped at Trader Joe's. And I was like, okay, I love to make crackers. The girls love to make crackers. But I'm like, no, you're going to have a few boxes just in mm -hmm. case it's a bad day and there's there ain't no crackers happening. So they have like those quilted ones that are always really expensive at the wine shop and they're super cheap there. And so I just like bought a few boxes, mm -hmm. bought a few chocolate covered this, yep. anything to go on the cheese. Like, okay, now you have, now you have that. That goes in the corner yep. of the cooler. That is not for consumption. Mm -hmm. That is emergency reserves. Emergency cheese. Entertaining <laughs> reserves. I go to a favorite little boutique and I buy really pretty paper napkins. Mm -hmm. So if somebody does come over for a glass of wine, like put out pretty holiday themed paper napkin. Yep. Love it. Yep. It, it is. It's, it's doing a little extra work on the front end. So this would be a great time, speaking of ironing, to like... <laughs> you totally... That's what I was going to say. Have, have your say. linens ironed. Have your ta all your tablecloths. <clears throat> have them ironed. Have your cloth napkins ironed. Have your placemats mm -hmm. ironed. I have these really pretty cloths. 
placemats. Um, do placemats? Do I do, do placemats? Place yeah. I do when I put out my white tablecloths because my children are like gremlins. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really and good idea. And then I can just I... take off the placemat and wash it. <laughs> wash yeah. it. Or I, I have also been gremlins. known to like flip the tablecloth up in front of Will and Owen and just be like, you guys have to eat on the table. <laughs> Everybody else can have to eat on the tablecloth. <laughs> like, you know, it's that's funny. They're getting better. Um, but ha have those ironed already. You know, that's something mm -hmm. that you can do now. They're not going to, it's not going to go bad before Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's no reason you should be doing that the day before or the day Heck of. no. No, this is the time right now where yep. when your kids are ornery or you're, or they're fighting or whatever, you give them the cloth. You look fine. You polish the glasses. Mm -hmm. then, so things are like, yeah. Yes. Um, on you know, we'll do more holiday stuff, I'm sure, on the show as we get closer to the holidays. But I always set the table the day before. Mm -hmm. Like, get out. Here's a stack of paper plates. I've made my people eat on the floor before. <laughs> Sit down Indian style. We're having a picnic in the middle of the kitchen floor. Put a, put a rug out. Paper plates. Mm -hmm. There's something about the table being set in advance. And then you look up and you're like, oh, it's so it's pretty. so pretty. This is what I'm working for. So yeah. this year, I'm very excited because not only am I hosting Thanksgiving, but my mother-in-law just mailed me last week the china that I am inheriting from her that was her mother's. And so this is our first. She shipped it to she's, you? She's, she's shipping it to me. Holy bubble wrap. I know. Man. I know. Oh I was like, gosh. I'll pay you for shipping. She's like, Merry Christmas <laughs> oh. for, for the next 10 years. Yeah, right? Um. It's this really beautiful china that was her mother's who, and she recently passed away. And so um, anyway, it's just very, very special to me because I think we talked about this. Like I didn't grow up with grandmas. Um, and so my mom was, you know, she was the matriarch for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And she's very much still alive. Thank the Lord. 63 today. Happy birthday. But, um, you know, there wasn't, there just wasn't that kind of stuff like passed down in my family. And so it feels... Mm -hmm very fun to be setting the table it will i anticipate assuming the china makes it here it's going to be very oh, fun to set the table my gosh oh i know right. everybody pray for she's i know china. i know oh i'm very gosh. scared on the wings of angels I know. I know oh boy but still i've never had anything like this so it feels really really special and you know what i think it's worth this is worth talking about Okay. I was briefly telling Angela about this before we started filming, and I'll just tell you guys now because your life will be better for it. <laughs> I love meat eater. I don't personally hunt, but I love meat eater. I love, you know what I love about it is I love their tenacity. They are just sturdy people. They're like, what? It's cold. It's wet. I have to hike up a mountain. The chances of me getting something are 5%. I'm having to carry this heavy yeah, right. gun and sleep on the cold ground. Like, I'll do it. Why? Because uh -huh. I see value in it. Like, just yeah. I identify very much with that mental fortitude. And I admire yes. that trait in other people. I And so I am drawn to shows like that where I'm like, you know, like alone or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't do that, but <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I, well, I don't know what it takes, but I'd like to think I know what, like, I know that where that fortitude is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said this a lot, but Steve Rodell has given me a mantra that's like, he's like, I'm not a better hunter than anyone. I just have a higher tolerance for suck. 
He's like, yep. that's why I'm better. Cause like I'll stay out an hour longer. I'll get up an hour earlier. I'll hike a mile higher. Like I can just, I can deal with the suck when most people would turn back. Mm-hmm. And that sums up homesteading <laughs> and gardening <laughs> and homeschooling and parenting. <laughs> right. Better than any, anything. Anyway, on meateater.com, they have all these great different shows. It's not just meat eater. And one mm-hmm. of the shows that they have is called Duck Camp Dinners. Okay. And this is a Louisiana based, it's a great chef, Jean Paul. But he talks about, I'm, this is the long story to tell you this, but like he talks about Cajun cooking and it all Such. takes forever. Like they're always eating it like midnight or one in the morning because it's like they're making the roux and they, they let the roux brown for an hour and a half. That's just like the fat in the butter and the flour, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we got to wait till it's right. We got to wait till it's right. It's like, we're 45 minutes in. It's probably going to take that much time again. And it's like, you've got all these hungry people around you and they're not rushing it. Like, I no. will watch this roux brown for an hour and a half before I add the onions. Like, that. What? Whose restaurant did we eat at? D- Donald Link? Donald Link's? I don't remember. Cochon is that what Cochon. Cochon is a Donald Link restaurant? I'm not. I don't remember um, who's it is. Yeah, I think that's his. You, his cookbooks you would very much enjoy because yeah. I like cookbooks with stories. Yeah, and so they're all the Bayou Cajun. Yeah, it's just like story recipe, story recipe, and it just shows people together. Oh yeah, very much. You would very much enjoy that. Oh yeah, the the culture the culture of the eating and the culture of just. Mm. Mm. Um, this dish is going to take me nine and a half hours, but like, it's not just like, I'm going to go work for nine and a half hours. It's like, Hey, pour a glass of wine, belly up. Let's have a fire. Let's play the guitar. Let's tell stories. Mm -hmm. Like somebody can run into the market. Like it's this whole culture that where that much labor into something makes sense. And the enhancement of just like layering things in that take time it's not just there's this just like gross convenience thing so like i actually had this with a lady for the cook from the cooking community and and she was like i love these recipes these are great but like i want something that can be done in 10 minutes and i'm like then this isn't that's why the lord made rachel ray girlfriend. yeah exactly and exa- <laughs> that's exactly what it is it was like um, I'm not interested. That kind of food doesn't interest me. I understand right. that you need to have something you can throw together on occasion. I get that mm-hmm. for sure. I have to do the same thing. But this idea that because it's a lot of effort, because it takes a long time, it should be avoided bothers mm-hmm. me. It really bothers me. And I think the same. I had a, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I had a, when I first started to make bread, um, I had a, family member comment on a blog post that like my pepperidge farm tastes just as good oh (laughs) and i was like great great actually no (laughs) (laughs) well maybe it does to them who knows and i'm sorry (laughs) if it does i don't know it's just like yeah yeah there's there's definitely um i remember once nigella had a comment somebody was like asking can we have a gluten-free or could we have a sugar-free sorry shay yeah like at rest and she's like no I, that's not what we're doing here yeah clearly yeah that's not what there's, we're doing there here. is somebody who does 
there's, there's someone there's who does and they're does. very good at it. And yeah, so yeah. like that's where you should go. I get gluten-free stuff all the time and I'm like, I don't cook anything gluten-free ever. So I wouldn't know how to do that for you. I wouldn't know mm -hmm. how to take this recipe and make it gluten-free because that's not what mm -hmm. I cook. Somebody does and somebody does it very well. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to look at anything in your home whether it's setting a beautiful table, whether it's ironing a tablecloth, whether it's stocking your refrigerator with good foods, whether it's hanging garlands above your kitchen sink and like taking the time to dehydrate orange slices to decorate or dry, dry flower heads or whatever. Any mm -hmm. of that could just not happen, right? Any of that, you could be like, that's too much bother. We'll just eat off paper plates, mm -hmm. off the bare table, with our, you know, the Pepperidge Farm bread, the Costco pie, whatever. Like, we could push all of that work and all of that effort to the fringes and never, ever have to face the labors that will come from it. And, like, what these Louisiana chefs are saying is, like, yeah, but, like, this is the good stuff. You know? Right. And, and that 45 minutes you spend making your roux the right color, like, that's the difference between a great dish and just, like, yeah. Take it or leave it. Right. I think I, all that's to say, like, my hope is that as homemakers, we can cultivate a heart that sees value in labor, sees value in efforts, because it is effort. All the things surrounding the holidays are effort. All the things that we do in our homes are effort. Does that make sense? Right. It does. It does. And then I would want to come in from the other side because I'm... I very much like practice that, but I know that, you know, we have listeners and this is their year where they're like, we're just going to get a Costco pie. Yeah. And so I think like anything else, whether it's Botox or boob jobs or whatever, we always need to go back to the condition of the heart. Um, but I, as far as how we're approaching the holidays and like, if we're going to look at our tables, like what's the easiest way out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think with, with food prep in particular, and like what you're describing, what makes me sad for for people who routinely choose the easy route. There's always a, mm -hmm. a year, there's a time and a place for the easy route. But when the easy route is routine and that's just the status quo, what makes me sad is what's lost. And what's lost is the development of fortitude, mm -hmm. the enhanced family traditions, the and every you know as simple as enhanced flavors everything that you're describing mm -hmm. like with what you're observing on this show like all that comes with going the extra mile or well and the extra mile that. for you, you know what i'm saying the extra mile for you is going to be different than the extra mile for somebody else so for right. for example if my family comes to thanksgiving at my house and i've put out like a paper tablecloth and costco pies they would be, they would know because of who I am and because they know me, mm -hmm. they would be like, oh, she needed, that was too much for her. A break or, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. This, yeah, this my, that would be my her. family would be like, I'm sorry, are you, do you have cancer? Is everything okay? Like, exactly. Yeah. For some people, yeah. that might be, that might be the extra mile. You know, where they like, where they took the time to set the table and they took the time mm -hmm. to get the Costco pies. It's not the thing in and of itself. Right. It's it's the heart posture behind it. Right. 
Yeah. That, so I, I, I yes. say that and I go like this. And then when I look at food prep, though, and like traditions and stuff, like I think there's a whole lot that you're missing out on if you don't try it. Yeah. Every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Yeah. Just that multi-layered. Yeah. I'm having. Yeah. So we have this tradition in my family um, at Christmas time. And we all used to gather. My dad had four brothers. They all live here. They all have their families in here. And so we would all get together as a family. My Aunt Marty would make her cheesy potatoes. My Uncle Joel would make the lefsa. Somebody would make the ham. And then somebody would bring cinnamon and sugar and butter. And we would, my Uncle Joel would spend days making enough lefsa for the whole Larson clan. I mean, and Lefsa is a labor of love. This is like a, yeah. a potato tortilla is what this is. Mm-hmm. So it's like every single piece after you've made the mixture and, and riced all the potatoes and got the right thing, you have to roll each piece out and they're very thin and they're very fragile and you have to cook it like on a crepe pan or over a fire or on a Lefsa skillet kind of a thing. And he would make enough, I mean, for 60 people, you know, to have like multiple mm. pieces. This was just such a labor of love. And then you take a piece of lefsa and you'd either put butter and cinnamon and sugar on it and just roll it up like a sweet treat. Or you would put Aunt Marty's cheesy potatoes in it with ham and roll that up and have like a savory. And that's what we had for mm-hmm. Christmas. That's That was the food. Well, I made la- lefsa last year for the cooking community. And right. when I made it, it just filled my kitchen with this lefsa aroma. And it was like I was I was five again. I was like mm. right back to the holidays with my family. And I thought, I will be damned if this tradition dies mm. for my kids. Like this mm-hmm. is what I want them to remember that Christmas smells like. It smells like Lefsa. <laughs> and so I, I, I reinstated it. I said, I will, I will shoulder this burden. I will spend three days of my life making Lefsa. And this is what we are having for Christmas dinner. Because, you know, naturally as people get older and bigger and they have their their own families, like that gathering dissipates. It changes, yeah. It changes. It changes. And then we went through this weird identity where we're just like, what do we have for Christmas dinner? Like, Hmm. you know, we didn't have like, we didn't have that anchor to come back to. And it, it bothers me. And so these traditions, like seemingly unimportant tons of effort a lot of times like decorating cookies with children not fun mm-hmm. not fun for me great tradition totally worth it yeah even if you don't enjoy it <laughs> but so that's how I, I that's how i feel about the yeah. lefsa i'm like okay this is this is what we're doing and you know you you want to anchor yourself to something so that your kids or you even just like there's that identity to tap into that goes beyond, that goes beyond, it taps into something else. Yeah. Um, my, one of my kids the other day in the kitchen was asking about the holidays and gosh, I don't remember asking about something like, why do we do X, Y, Z? Why is this important? And, but the anchoring was what came up and I said, you know, in past cultures and, um, past traditions, like they, whether it was a religious calendar or a food calendar, a harvest calendar, like there were so many celebrating this, whether it was this saint's day or this feast or this harvest or this planting of the moon. And those are anchors for a community. They're anchors for a family. It, it, 
it takes the like um mm-hmm. monotony of the year and there's always something to look forward to and there's always a tradition mm-hmm. that's maintained and I said that's that's what we're doing here mm-hmm. that's why when I make xyz for Thanksgiving dinner and I do it every year and that's what two grams used to do two grams is my grandma and one gram is my mom with the kids that's important and you might not see it now but like mm-hmm. it's a footing yes it's part of your footing yep it's part of your footing mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't you know even with some of the traditions with the kids like they might not be your favorite but they're yeah. still there there's still a foothold they're there's still an anchor for you so that when you go out into this world, or or even if you don't have kids, even if it's just for you, mm-hmm. or you and your spouse, or you and like, hey, I invite the neighborhood over for Thanksgiving, and here's what I traditionally make, and we just bring in every every sort of um, you know fringe person that we can put our hands on and just bring them all in. Like maybe that's mm-hmm. your tradition. You get to decide those things, you know. And I, I kick myself that I didn't value that I think you've always been very good you 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 were just so mature so much earlier than I was (laughs) like you were able to see these things you know like I spent I feel like I spent so much time trying to fight against it that I I lost and I missed out on a lot of those Mm -hmm. things um Mm -hmm. I actually just posted about this on Instagram today because I made pies for the cooking community this week or sorry, this month. And I just thought about how my grandpa Larson used to make me pies for my birthday every year. And, you know, we would just laugh because he was just, he was not a fussy baker. They weren't very pretty. They were delicious, but they were just like grandpa pies, you know, but like (laughs) he made sure to bring everybody in the family would like get, you'd get a pie on your birthday. No matter where, like he'd find you and he'd give you your pie. And I just thought, we gonna find you. (laughs) Yeah. I, there's like nothing now that I would rather have than a grandpa pie. Yeah. You know, and you don't, some, you just don't, you don't see those things until they're not there. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in this transitional place, place now where I know you've been here for a while. Like we're becoming that now, like I'm, I'm hosting Thanksgiving, you know, and Mm -hmm. my mom is sort of stepping back from some of those things. And so this new appreciation for these traditions is just sweeping in. And I'm so grateful that Mm. I'm so grateful that she's still here, that I can like learn from her and gather those traditions and those memories from her so that we can kind of take them on to the next, to the next, you know, cause she lost her mom when she was younger than me. And so she had to figure it all out herself. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are in that position. I think they're, they're starting from they're not pulling from a heritage with something like this. Mm-hmm. Where would you suggest somebody like that go this time of year? Like, well, I, I would say I was just thinking about that while you were talking because I'm such a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I would say, like, if you're in a position where you're just looking at a blank slate, that's that's pretty exciting. You get to do what you want to do. You get to look at your ethnic heritage. You get to look at maybe, um, you know, asking great aunts and uncles what was done. Mm-hmm. What could I reinstitute? You get to do whatever you want. Like, there's obviously no right or wrong. We, I do things with my kids that, like, 
they're a tradition. We never did those growing up, you know? What kinds we of do things? A, um, well, my kids do a Christmas Eve sleepover. Mm. So that started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And they they gather all their stuffed animals and the pillows and blankets, and they just camp out in front of the tree on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't make for the less – for um, it makes for an emotional Christmas day because people are overtired and nobody's slept well, but it's really special mm-hmm. and and they love it. And I remember like when they were really little, uh, my husband was really like concerned about them sleeping so far away from us and he would sleep on the couch. Like he didn't mm. like want to be like all the way upstairs, so they were downstairs by themselves and um this year so when we used to go visit my aunt um at thanksgiving we'd come to chicago to visit my aunt and she had a lot of kids and it was just always just pandemonium dogs and aunts and uncles big italian family so just like crazy um people everywhere and she'd send us kids to the basement and she would have pre-cut um paper what's it called construction paper Mm -hmm. and we would be able to make paper chains Mm -hmm. And so then we would just sit there. She'd have tape and staple gun and we would just, or staple, you know, and we would just sit there for hours. And while the men were watching the bears, you know, Mm -hmm. like we would make these paper chains and I love paper chains. So do I. I love the look of them. Like as a countdown. So do I. (laughs) They look so pretty to me. When we were, when I was expecting Julian, we were all so excited to have another boy. We made a paper chain. And actually, if any listeners have my cookbook, there's the raspberry or the blackberry cake recipe towards the back. And that little fragment of paper chain is what was left. He was born early. And I just loved the colors. I loved it with Mm -hmm. the berry cake. And just sentimentally, I wanted to put it in that picture. So my kids don't know it, but this year we're going to make paper chains. And I'm going to let everybody make their own. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll hook them together. I don't know how that will play out, but as a countdown for Christmas, sort of like an Advent type Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm really excited. I thought, well, I loved that as a kid. My kids will love that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think if you have a blank slate, like, goodness gracious, yeah. whether you get to yeah. do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> what's funny is I tried to do that when I sort of, like, came with my my food convictions and my, like, tastes mm-hmm. for certain things. I did mm-hmm. try to be like, well, we're our family now and we're here's what we're going to have for Thanksgiving. That didn't work. It didn't it didn't work because we're not an island. You know, we're already mm. we're already a part of something. And mm-hmm. and people, you can feed them delicious food and they're happy about it. But that's not the same thing as nostalgic food. Right? I did that one year. I tried like I had I was like this year it's all Mimi and Gil. It was yeah. all Mimi and Gil like six years ago, and my family was like, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so it is one of those times where I just let it be what it is, and it makes mm-hmm. everybody so happy. And you know what? I'm so happy because there's not the pressure on me to make it something else. It's just... Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to eat cheesy potatoes and pretzel jello and green bean casserole and sweet potatoes with marshmallow. Like this is mashed potatoes and gravy. Like this is what yep. we're going to eat. And mm-hmm. everybody's happy. The menu set, the recipes are dialed in, you know? Right. And like this is 
Now, if you tweak the recipes, the, the, the key is to not tell anyone. Okay, if you're going to mess with green bean casserole or you're going to mess with the potatoes or whatever yep. for health convictions, shh. Nope. See, I they won't let me make them. They're like, no, you don't get to make it. Ty gets so to make my- it because she'll just use the cream of mushroom soup and not. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I know. The jerky onions on the top or what yeah. are those called? The, the fried onions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. My brother, every year, he used to be like, don't put sour cream in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> you ruin it when you do that. Don't do that. And be like, okay, no. we're not putting sour cream in the mashed potatoes. He never knew the difference. <laughs> every year we put sour cream in and he just like eat them like crazy. <sighs> oh, it's so good. Well, mm-hmm. we are going to have a lot more holiday episodes, but I would love to hear from you guys over on Instagram, the way that you're sort of taking charge of the holidays in your home. Mm-hmm. Don't let it run over you. You are in charge of your home. You are in charge of the culture of your home. And always remember, as you're going about this next week, that the heart posture is mm. so much more important than anything you're going to mark off your to-do list, Any. Any sort of decorating you're going to do, anything like that, don't steamroll yourself or your family in the process or you've missed the boat. Let's cue the wine music, then we'll answer some questions. Because we've talked about stocking up, and so this is definitely something um, you want to do. You want to stock up on some extra champagne, some extra red wine. Think about those menus as you're looking at the calendar and you're pocketing in, okay, so-and-so will come on this night. Maybe you have a progressive dinner in your neighborhood or something. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And if it's your first time, you're going to get an extra bottle for a penny, which is always lovely. This is always a really lovely gift too. So I know many of us, we have... um, sort of gift budget so I spend so much on this person and so much on that person Um, so you can uh, treat them to a dry farms box accordingly and rest assured when they get it in the mail it's very glam oh so there's literature and stickers and it's very exciting it says today is it what does it say like today is a good day or today just got better Mm -hmm. or something like that it's so beautiful really lots of fun yeah dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic Yes. I, w- I would encourage say. you to share the three bottle, the three sparkling wines. They come, like, they're just so pretty the way that they're packaged. And, and bubbles make everybody happy. I have a wine that I'm going to share with you guys. So this is, um, we opened this bottle last night for my mom's birthday. I made the most gorgeous lamb, I'm going to butcher it, bourguignon. So typically it's beef bourguignon. Well, I did it with mm-hmm. lamb shanks which is the forearm of lamb. And they're to, like a slow cook. They need to be slow cooked. They take a lot of wear on when the animal, obviously they use mm-hmm. them a lot. I wanted to cut them into like medallions, these lamb shanks. Yes. Couldn't find my bone saw. <laughs> I know it's somewhere. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Mine's like rusty in the garage. The kids are like, are you going to use that? (laughs) Please clean it before you use it. Instead, I just cut the meat off in these big, gorgeous chunks. And I took my time with it. I like, Mm -hmm. I sweated the onions and the carrots and ghee until they were like caramelized. And I took them out and I tossed the lamb and flour and 
brown that perfectly. Yeah. And then I'm adding tomato paste and mustard and wine and thyme. And like it was, and then it cooked for nine hours. I can't put into words how much I love bourguignon. Like I can't. It's just. It's so good. And it's mm -hmm. lamb. I feel like it's just even better than beef. It has more flavor. It's just, mm. it was phenomenal. Anyway, we of course had to pull out a French red to have with this dish. We went straight okay. French last night. Um, so this is 100% Gamay. It's a red wine from France. Can you pronounce it? Tire au flanc. Tire au flanc. No, tire. Tire au flanc. Tire au flanc. You're not even going to say the C. Flanc. <laughs> flanc. That's weird. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? The French could make it a lot easier on everyone if they just spelt things how they wanted you to say them. You know? Phonetic French. Phonetic French. Oh my gosh. Can you even imagine? You just have a page and it'd be like N E and then nothing else. And then T R. You know, you'd have just like all these little micro words everywhere. Ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> Just ellipsis. <laughs> Tier, that's the name of this wine. It's Tier Ellipsis. <laughs> what does this mean? Do you know? No, I have no idea. Can you look it up? Yeah, once I look it up, then I'll be like, oh, duh. Okay. I find French reds, especially Gamay, they just have, they're just a little softer on the palate. They're so easy to drink, so rounded, so soft, where you get this like sharpness from an Austrian wine or from an Italian wine. There's like the zippy uh, hef. What does it mean? It's a synonym for slacker. What is the picture? What is That's that a nutcracker. Doing on... Oh. Slacker, huh? Mm -hmm. I wonder why. Shirker. Huh, interesting. Anyway. Slacker. 12.31% alcohol. So all dry farm wines tend to have a little bit lower alcohol percentage. Normal wines are like at 14, 15, some at 16%. Um, and just 0.6 grams residual sugar left after fermentation because they don't add any sugar, any added, any like artificial yeasts, any colorants, any dyes, any preservatives. It was just beautiful. Gamay mm. is such a beautiful pairing with a dish like that. So there you have it. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can go to shop your holiday wines. And if three bubblies like say that's not in a budget. Yeah. For one person, get the box, open it up, get some little cute wine bags, and then you have three gifts. Come on, that's like much better than Oh yeah. Oh, have you ever like done that thing where I gotta run in and get a hostess gift and you're like clopping through the store and your high heels and you're frantically trying to find a gift bag? That's really yeah. sad. Let's not do that. Anymore. I would tie them up with like some really beautiful flannel fabric and then do like a little From dried bag in the barn. A little dried flower thing, you know? And Heck be yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. you could just dress them up cane. so pretty. So pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you have it. Okay. All right. Um, wait a minute. I just thought of something really sad. I don't know if you know this. Well, I don't know if I want to know. know. People, I know people pass away every day. But the irony, um, you mentioned Bourguignon and it jogged my memory. I just found out that the lady from Julie and Julia, the blogger, yes. she died. What did she die of? She had a heart attack at 49. What? Last week. I had heard and that she really passed crazy away, because but. That is like my, those are like my blogging people obviously oh. they all got a lot more famous than i did but like her and i and pioneer woman like mm -hmm. like we all started like at the same time 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was crazy. Yeah. I, That's I couldn't, 49. One That's of my kids so showed young. me that. Yeah. Oh. That's sad. And I was just thinking of that scene where she burns the bourguignon. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> That's what reminded me. Okay. Hmm. We pull your questions every week some? from Instagram. Okay. Do a little Q&A to round out the podcast at the end. So here's one from Robin, Angela. Do you, oh boy. Do you okay. make a distinction in your work as a manager, a.k.a. Coordinate, coordinating others to do the work of homemaking, like dishes assignments for the kids, and your role as a doer. I find that the work of assigning, monitoring, teaching limits my ability to get my own work done. But if I get the team involved, ultimately gets more done. <laughs> this is the paradox of raising children, Robin, in one question. Because it's always easier for you to do it yourself. Because then you don't have to be like, and here's how we clean a toilet for the 18th time. You get what she's asking? Yeah. I think. I mean, I, I'm i at just a point where I can't. There's no I can't do it You myself. can't even pretend like you potentially could. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. When people on YouTube and stuff are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, no, you don't. Under- I don't. <laughs> I'm just the face. Like, mm-hmm. somebody's doing this would you take that run that up to your dad okay mm-hmm. would you, da, 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 da. And it's your whose turn is it to do dishes mm-hmm. you know like like oh no way mm-hmm. so yes can i do it all like quicker and more efficiently but i can't do it all yeah so if somebody's doing the dishes and somebody's brooming that means i get to go around and like pick the pillows up the couch fold the blanket the way i want them put the toys on the stairs take these stories up to your bedroom blah, 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 you know yep. like yeah but no way so i, it, I think this is one of those times of temporary imbalance where you have to you have a little bit more work on the front end to give yourself mm-hmm. less work on the back end so um I t- i'm grateful for it but any kid that's gonna wash dishes for me or like mm-hmm. transfer a load or like if I can't get to the laundry right then, I was like, could you lay it over? The- we have this horrible railing in our living room. Could you lay it flat over the railing? Mm-hmm. I don't like wadded up laundry. Lay it flat. Mm-hmm. And then I can come through after everybody goes to bed and like, yep. da, 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 you know, yep. put it. But yeah. Uh, Train them. I'm, I'm just, I think I, maybe I'm just like kind of weirded out still by the size of this house. I'm sure to a lot of our listeners, it's not a huge house. And I'm sure to a lot of our listeners, it is a huge house. It just feels really big to me. And there's a lot of people, and I cannot do it by myself. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think to Robin's point, it's it's always a balance. I would be very sad if I felt like I managed my home very well and my children left incompetent at being able to do the tasks of keeping a house. So we have to delegate. And that yeah. means taking the time to walk alongside them and train them up in that. Yeah. And in many cases, like, you know, we're not going for show house here. Yeah. You know, something is better than nothing. Yeah. Or like. And um, then you get you do get to learn sort of people's aptitudes, too. So I have a child who loves to organize. Mm-hmm. So when I get really flustered with the bathroom cabinet and there's essential oil bottles and old toothbrushes, I'm like, could you please could you please put on your headphones and do that for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go into your little happy place and make it wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, like, we taught our boys to feed the animals. They are now the caretakers of the animal and the animals. And um, they do a great... How long did that take? Because I've been pushing 
Joel. I'm like, Joel, the only get boys. Yeah. Do, like so, Joel's out there forever sometimes doing chores. And I think you're too busy. Yeah. So you've Stu, got other things Stu to do. Did the boys it with them. can do the chores. Stu did it with them every day for like six months because okay. with animals, it's not just we put the feet out. It's like you got to look at them. Right? You got to know. Yeah. And it changes season to season. Right. You got to know their personalities. You got to know what you're looking at. You got to know how to, are they acting weird? Are they doing something that normally they don't, like you have to put, we call it put eyes on them. You need to like, not just look at them. You need to see them. Oh yeah. Because animals like, like Fern, if she doesn't come frolicking for her feed. Right. Something's amiss. I can give a squeeze, and sure enough, she's got the first signs of mastitis. Right. It's like, you know. Right. They, they just do, like, if they're hanging behind. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So so he did it with them every day, sort of taught them how to do that. Then mm. they started doing it on their own, and then he would go out, like, every other day and just make sure that they were doing it correctly. But now mm-hmm. they school me. I mean, now they're just like, no, mom. Blah, 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 because they're the mm-hmm. ones that are actually out there looking at it. They, they've got it down and they just get better and better at it every day. So and what are their ages again? For the so audience? they're eight and ten. Okay. Yeah. It's a big responsibility. We also let them drive Huge. like a golf cart that we because mm-hmm. we have to get the hay from the barn to the animals. So it's mm-hmm. a too it's too far to carry it by hand. The flakes are re- way too heavy for them. So they take yeah. our little golf cart, they back it up, they put the hay in, you know, they know how to measure it correctly, and then mm-hmm. they drive it there. So it's a big responsibility for them, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Mrs. Yu asks, hi, where can I find the link for the Rowenta iron? <laughs> uh, we will put that in the show notes since we talked about it again today. Yeah. Okay. Or just go to Amazon. Yeah. But it's, it's a specific one, you know? Okay. It's the $300 It's one. the $324 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it is what it is. Okay. Here's one from Kelly. What were your favorite things to wear during maternity that were still chic? I saw this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wear a lot of sundresses, but um, I do have the chub rub, and so I did have to use diaper cream on my thighs because I was always pregnant in the summer, and I know- Somebody out there is going to make me not feel like an idiot for saying that, and they're going to resonate with that. But, like, my thighs would get, like, Mm -hmm. diaper rash, like, from rubbing together. And so I did use diaper cream, um, or I would just wear, like, a loose pair of shorts under a sundress. But I wore a lot of dresses when I was pregnant. And um, as horrible as maternity jeans are, I tried to find, like, the very best pair and just wear really cute tops. I never liked to do, like, yoga pants um, and leggings and stuff like that because I just got you. You're a little top not, heavy. Not a good. Well, and it's just like sweating. It's just not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Just not a good thing. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of pictures of me just just, huge just on the big. internet. Yeah, just big. Yep. Yeah. I wear a lot of what I, I tried wear now. To, oh, I, mean, I tried to not change. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I would wear the clothes as long as I could. I still have clothing that I wear that I wore pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I would buy like a really big size of something I love and it's cotton. And it's just going to kind of shrink back down. Um, mm-hmm. But I always got really big. Like I would push 200 pounds by the end. Mm-hmm. And yep. 
I just wanted to maintain who I was. Right. I didn't want to change. Now, I was extremely uncomfortable, so that comfort was a huge factor, but I I did um, really try to maintain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say on the maintenance point, like whatever it is that you do now, Amy, to, to feel good, to feel put together, to feel presentable, mm-hmm. just try to do that during yeah. your pregnancy. Just, you know, some women don't wear makeup ever. It wouldn't make sense for them to wear it while they were pregnant, you know, but like right. how, how you dress yourself, we talk about this all the time, it does translate. And it's hard in maternity when you're sick and you're puking and you're peeing and you're like, there's just all kinds of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. To me, I say all the more reason why you almost want to dress presentable even more so to, to try to put that effort in if you can, as you feel like you can, because uh-huh. it, it does sort of counter that, oh, by the way, the I'm ick. 80 pounds over what I normally am. <laughs> right, right. And I like, that's true. I did the same thing. You know how, like, like right now, you know me, you're, we're friends. Like I get a haircut before a special event. Mm-hmm. Like I'll hold out and then I'll get a haircut. I would do the same thing. Yeah. 10 days before the baby was born, I'd get a great haircut. Get a pedicure, you know, like, shave your legs. Yeah lotion everything all up my legs you know yeah yeah okay we just have time for a couple more i need to go clean my living room for the past three years i've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos if you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food i want to personally invite you right now to join the elliott homestead cooking community visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello, homemakers. I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties. It's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Amy, 
It has been a few years since I was reading on the best foods to buy on a budget, but my income has been drastically reduced and I will no longer be able to purchase all organic grass-fed options. So where should I concentrate? Dairy, meat, fruits, and veg, etc. Um, I okay, you go no, you go. go. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, <laughs> okay, well, okay. So when I couldn't, or even now, I have a lot of people to feed. Mm-hmm. Organic food is expensive. Um, there are companies I think like Dean's. Like I would always go, okay, if I can't do organic, because even who knows what the heck that means these days. I would do no RBST. I always looked for dairy products that did not have a growth hormone. Mm-hmm. And many, many, many conventional companies offer that. So I would do that. And then I would educate yourself on this was or this was for me. Um, I would educate yourself on which which uh, food foods are not available, like they haven't genetically modified yet. Mm-hmm. So whether it's oats or wheat, you know, and then, that was I always felt like that was a slightly safer arena for me to function in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like kind of those little kind of like cheater moves that I would make with food when I couldn't or can't. You know, yeah. if I go to the pig on, a, on an emergency taco run night, they don't have organic sour cream at the pig. So I'm like, I'm flipping each one, trying to make sure yeah. it's RBST free kind of a thing. Yeah. So go. Okay. Mine, yeah. Uh, mine might be a little different. I would say I would, okay. I would literally cut out everything to just be able to buy good meat. I think calorically speaking, there's nothing that will fuel you and give you the most calories per amount of input, you know, so grass fed organic meat might be $7 a pound, but you're going to pull, you're nutritionally going to pull so much more out of that than you're going to pull from a pound of $3 celery, right? Like, oh, for sure. And so like just beef trumps broccoli. Yeah. Okay. So at Aldi, organic beef is going to trump organic broccoli. Yeah. All day. Yeah. I would just, I would literally cut out and be like, okay, well, this is a season where I will now eat mostly meat. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I would do to shave my budget. I would cut out what I would consider more unnecessary things and I would fill it with meat. Because that's what's good. And I, you know, you can pair it with lentils, you could pair it with potatoes, you could pair it with rice, um, you know, non-organic options of those things to give you a carbohydrate, a little starch, a little mix it up. Mm -hmm. But that's what I would go with it. Um, I'm not going to be able to get through this next part of Amy's. I've been very emotional since I got COVID. I don't know if it like flipped some trigger in my brain, but like cannot keep it together. But this is the second part of Amy's. We should end on this. So you were talking, last week we were talking about having an anniversary party, needs to celebrate, right? She said, my husband and I were planning our 25th anniversary, but we had yet to decide on what we were going to do, but what fun we had planning together. (laughs) Don't say it, Shay. Today is day 24 since he went to be with Jesus. He has been my person since we were 16 and is... Much as it hurts and as alone as I am, our kids who are 19 and 17 know how much their parents love each other. So plan your celebration of love. So if you ever feel like what you're doing is not worth it, ladies. Anyway, (laughs) you never know what the messages are going to read on Instagram. But Amy, you are in my prayers. Just Mm -hmm. my heart goes to you. Sorry. (laughs) Bless you, Amy. Okay, ladies, plan your celebrations of love with a joyful, joyful heart that you have these beautiful people. 
to serve and to care for, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be back here with you next Monday, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>